Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. I hope you're all ready for an engaging and interactive session. Today, we will focus on building long conversations in English. Conversations are an essential part of language learning, as they allow us to practice our speaking skills and communicate effectively. Let's begin. Student 1. Excuse me, teacher. What exactly do you mean by long conversations in English? Teacher. Great question. By long conversations, I mean discussions or dialogues that involve more extended exchanges between speakers. Instead of short exchanges like how are you? And I'm fine, we will aim to have more substantial conversations that allow us to express ideas, share opinions, and engage in meaningful discussions. This will help us develop our fluency and improve our ability to communicate effectively in English. Student 2. That sounds challenging but exciting. How can we start building long conversations? Teacher. Excellent enthusiasm. We'll begin by practicing some conversation strategies. First, let's focus on initiating and maintaining conversations. To start a conversation, you can use open-ended questions like what are your thoughts on? Or tell me about your experience with. This encourages the other person to provide more detailed responses, allowing for a longer conversation. Additionally, active listening and responding with follow-up questions or comments will help keep the conversation going. Student 3. I often struggle to think of what to say next during a conversation. How can I improve this? Teacher. Many learners face that challenge, so you're not alone. Improving your conversation skills requires practice and expanding your vocabulary. One helpful tip is to brainstorm and prepare a list of potential conversation topics or questions beforehand. This way, you'll have ideas ready to contribute during a conversation. Additionally, reading books, newspapers, or articles in English and engaging in daily English discussions will expose you to more vocabulary and ideas, making it easier to contribute to conversations naturally. Student 4. What about incorporating grammar and pronunciation into long conversations? Teacher. Great question. Grammar and pronunciation play important roles in effective communication. While our primary focus today is on building longer conversations, we should always keep these aspects in mind. To improve grammar, it's essential to learn the basic structures and tenses of English and practice using them in your conversations. Regarding pronunciation, practicing with native speakers or using online resources that offer pronunciation exercises will help you refine your skills. Remember, effective communication involves both fluency and accuracy. Student 1. Can we practice building long conversations now? Teacher. Absolutely. Let's divide into pairs or small groups. Each group will receive a conversation topic or question from me. I want you to engage in a conversation using that topic as a starting point. Try to have a meaningful dialogue, exchange ideas, and keep the conversation going for at least five minutes. Remember to use the conversation strategies we discussed earlier, and don't worry too much about making mistakes. Learning is about taking risks and improving over time. I'll be moving around the class to provide guidance and support. Let's begin. Students engage in conversations with their assigned topics, applying the strategies and skills discussed. Teacher. Time's up, everyone. Please wrap up your conversations. Now, let's gather back as a class and share some interesting points or experiences from your conversations. Who would like to start? 
students share their experiences, challenges, and interesting insights from their conversations. Teacher. Well done, everyone. I'm glad to see you actively participating and engaging in meaningful conversations. Remember to practice regularly, challenge yourself to have longer and more detailed discussions, and continue expanding your vocabulary. These efforts will greatly contribute to your language proficiency. Keep up the excellent work. Student 2. Thank you, teacher. This was a very helpful and enjoyable class. Teacher. You're welcome. I'm glad you found it helpful. Remember, I'm here to support your learning journey. If you have any further questions or need additional practice, don't hesitate to reach out. Keep practicing and see you all next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. Today, we're going to focus on a popular and delicious topic. Pizza. Who here likes pizza? Student 1. I love pizza. Teacher. Great. Pizza is loved by people all around the world. Let's start by discussing different types of pizza. Can anyone name a few? Student 2. There's margarita, pepperoni, Hawaiian, and barbecue chicken pizza. Teacher. Excellent examples. Now, imagine you're ordering pizza at a restaurant. How would you ask for a margarita pizza? Student 3. Excuse me, could I have a margarita pizza, please? Teacher. Perfect. And what if you want to add extra toppings, like mushrooms or olives? Student 4. Can I get a margarita pizza with extra mushrooms and olives, please? Teacher. Well done. Now, let's move on to talking about pizza ingredients. What are some common ingredients used to make pizza? Student 5. Cheese, tomato sauce, dough, and toppings like vegetables or meats. Teacher. Absolutely. Now, let's discuss the process of making a pizza. Can anyone explain the steps involved? Student 6. First, you need to prepare the dough by mixing flour, water, yeast, and salt. Then you let it rise. After that, you roll out the dough and spread the tomato sauce on top. Next, you sprinkle cheese and add your desired toppings. Finally, you bake it in the oven until it's golden and crispy. Teacher. That's a great explanation. Now, let's practice ordering pizza in a dialogue. Student A, you'll be the customer, and student B, you'll be the server. Ready? Student A. Hi, I'd like to order a pizza, please. Student B. Of course. What type of pizza would you like? Student A. I'll have a pepperoni pizza, please. Student B. Any additional toppings? Student A. Yes, can you add some mushrooms and bell peppers? Student B. Sure. Anything else? Student A. No, that's all. How long will it take? Student B. It should be ready in about 20 minutes. Is there a delivery address or will you pick it up? Student A. I'll pick it up. Thank you. Teacher. Excellent job, both of you. Ordering pizza can be a fun and practical way to practice English. Now, let's move on to discussing different pizza preferences. What is your favorite type of pizza, and why? Student 7. My favorite is barbecue chicken pizza because I love the combination of tangy barbecue sauce, chicken, and melted cheese. Teacher. That sounds delicious. 
Pizza preferences can vary from person to person, and it's always interesting to hear different opinions. Now, let's work on some vocabulary related to pizza. I'll say a word, and you can provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Student 8. Can I have a try? Teacher. Sure. The word is crust. Student 8. The crust is the outer edge of the pizza that is typically crispy or chewy, depending on how it's prepared. Teacher. Excellent. Now, let's move on to a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss your ideal pizza toppings. You can take turns describing your preferences and reasons behind them. Use as much vocabulary as possible. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was great, everyone. It seems like we have some unique and interesting pizza topping combinations. Pizza truly allows for creativity in choosing toppings. Now, let's wrap up the lesson. Can anyone share an interesting fact about pizza? Student 9. Did you know that the largest pizza ever made was over 13,580 square feet? It was made in Italy in 2012. Teacher. That's an impressive fact. Pizza never ceases to amaze us. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about pizza. I hope you enjoyed it and learned some new vocabulary along the way. Keep exploring different types of pizza and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. Today, we're going to dive into another delicious topic. Pasta. Who here enjoys eating pasta? Student 1. I love pasta. Teacher. Great. Pasta is a popular dish enjoyed by people all over the world. Let's start by discussing different types of pasta. Can anyone name a few? Student 2. There's spaghetti, penne, fettuccine, and lasagna. Teacher. Excellent examples. Now, imagine you're at a restaurant and you want to order spaghetti. How would you ask for it? Student 3. Excuse me, can I have a plate of spaghetti, please? Teacher. Perfect. And what if you want to ask for a specific type of pasta, like penne or fettuccine? Student 4. Can I get a plate of penne pasta, please? Teacher. Well done. Now, let's move on to talking about pasta ingredients. What are some common ingredients used to make pasta? Student 5. Flour, eggs, water, and sometimes olive oil. Teacher. Absolutely. Now, let's discuss the process of making pasta. Can anyone explain the steps involved? Student 6. First, you mix flour and eggs together to make a dough. Then you knead the dough until it's smooth and elastic. After that, you roll out the dough and cut it into the desired shape, like spaghetti or fettuccine. Finally, you cook the pasta in boiling water until it's tender. Teacher. That's a great explanation. Now, let's practice ordering pasta in a dialogue. Student A, you'll be the customer, and student B, you'll be the server. Ready? Student A. Hi, I'd like to order some pasta, please. Student B. Of course. What type of pasta would you like? Student A. I'll have some fettuccine alfredo, please. Student B. Any additional ingredients or toppings? Student A. Can you add some grilled chicken on top? Student B. 
Sure. Anything else? Student A. No, that's all. How long will it take? Student B. It should be ready in about 15 minutes. Is there a delivery address or will you dine in? Student A. I'll dine in. Thank you. Teacher. Excellent job, both of you. Ordering pasta can be a fun and practical way to practice English. Now, let's move on to discussing different pasta preferences. What is your favorite type of pasta, and why? Student 7. My favorite is lasagna because I love the layers of pasta, cheese, and meat sauce. Teacher. That sounds delicious. Pasta preferences can vary from person to person, and it's always interesting to hear different opinions. Now, let's work on some vocabulary related to pasta. I'll say a word, and you can provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Student 8. Can I give it a try? Teacher. Sure. The word is al dente. Student 8. Al dente refers to pasta that is cooked until it is still firm when bitten. It's not too soft or mushy. Teacher. Excellent. Now, let's move on to a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss your favorite pasta dishes. Take turns describing the dish, its ingredients, and why you enjoy it. Use as much vocabulary as possible. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was great, everyone. It seems like we have some delicious pasta dishes being shared. Pasta truly offers a wide range of flavors and options. Now, let's wrap up the lesson. Can anyone share an interesting fact about pasta? Student 9. Did you know that there are over 600 different shapes of pasta? Each shape is designed to hold different sauces and ingredients. Teacher. That's a fascinating fact. Pasta is a versatile and diverse culinary delight. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about pasta. I hope you enjoyed it and learned some new vocabulary along the way. Keep exploring different types of pasta and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. Today, we're going to delve into another popular and mouthwatering topic. Noodles. Who here enjoys eating noodles? Student 1. I love noodles. Teacher. Fantastic. Noodles are a beloved dish enjoyed in various cuisines around the world. Let's start by discussing different types of noodles. Can anyone name a few? Student 2. There's spaghetti, ramen, udon, and soba noodles. Teacher. Excellent examples. Now, imagine you're at a restaurant and want to order ramen. How would you ask for it? Student 3. Excuse me, can I have a bowl of ramen, please? Teacher. Perfect. And what if you want to ask for a specific type of noodle, like udon or soba? Student 4. Can I get a bowl of udon noodles, please? Teacher. Well done. Now, let's move on to talking about noodle ingredients. What are some common ingredients used to make noodles? Student 5. Flour, water, eggs, and sometimes salt. Teacher. Absolutely. Now, let's discuss the process of making noodles. Can anyone explain the steps involved? Student 6. First, you mix flour, water, and sometimes eggs to make a dough. Then you knead the dough until it's smooth and elastic. 
After that, you roll out the dough and cut it into thin strips or the desired shape. Finally, you cook the noodles in boiling water until they're tender. Teacher. That's a great explanation. Now, let's practice ordering noodles in a dialogue. Student A, you'll be the customer, and student B, you'll be the server. Ready? Student A. Hi, I'd like to order some noodles, please. Student B. Of course. What type of noodles would you like? Student A. I'll have some pad thai noodles, please. Student B. Any additional ingredients or preferences? Student A. Can you add some tofu and peanuts and make it spicy? Student B. Sure. Anything else? Student A. No, that's all. How long will it take? Student B. It should be ready in about 10 minutes. Is there a delivery address or will you dine in? Student A. I'll dine in. Thank you. Teacher. Excellent job, both of you. Ordering noodles can be a fun and practical way to practice English. Now, let's move on to discussing different noodle preferences. What is your favorite type of noodles and why? Student 7. My favorite is soba noodles because I enjoy the nutty flavor and chewy texture. Teacher. That sounds delicious. Noodle preferences can vary from person to person, and it's always interesting to hear different opinions. Now, let's work on some vocabulary related to noodles. I'll say a word, and you can provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Student 8. Can I give it a try? Teacher. Sure. The word is stir-fry. Student 8. Stir-fry is a cooking technique where ingredients, including noodles, are quickly cooked in a hot pan or wok while being continuously stirred. Teacher. Excellent. Now, let's move on to a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss your favorite noodle dishes. Take turns describing the dish, its ingredients, and why you enjoy it. Use as much vocabulary as possible. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was great, everyone. It seems like we have some delectable noodle dishes being shared. Noodles truly offer a wide range of flavors and culinary experiences. Now, let's wrap up the lesson. Can anyone share an interesting fact about noodles? Student 9. Did you know that the earliest evidence of noodles dates back to over 4,000 years ago in China? Teacher. That's a fascinating fact. Noodles have a rich history and have become a beloved staple in many cultures. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about noodles. I hope you enjoyed it and learned some new vocabulary along the way. Keep exploring different types of noodles and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. Today, we're going to explore a staple food that is loved and consumed in many parts of the world. Rice. Who here enjoys eating rice? Student 1. I love rice. Teacher. Wonderful. Rice is a versatile and delicious grain that is a part of numerous cuisines globally. Let's start by discussing different types of rice. Can anyone name a few? Student 2. There's white rice, brown rice, jasmine rice, and basmati rice. Teacher. Excellent examples. Now, imagine you're at a restaurant and you want to order jasmine rice. How would you ask for it? Student 3. 
Excuse me, can I have a bowl of jasmine rice, please? Teacher. Perfect. And what if you want to ask for a specific type of rice, like basmati or brown rice? Student 4. Can I get a bowl of basmati rice, please? Teacher. Well done. Now, let's move on to talking about rice varieties. What are some common varieties of rice found around the world? Student 5. There's sushi rice, arboreal rice, sticky rice, and wild rice. Teacher. Absolutely. Now, let's discuss the process of cooking rice. Can anyone explain the steps involved? Student 6. First, you measure the desired amount of rice and rinse it to remove excess starch. Then, you add the rice to a pot with the appropriate amount of water or broth. After that, you bring it to a boil, cover the pot, and simmer it until the rice is cooked and the liquid is absorbed. Finally, you let it rest for a few minutes before fluffing it with a fork. Teacher. That's a great explanation. Now, let's practice ordering rice in a dialogue. Student A, you'll be the customer, and student B, you'll be the server. Ready? Student A. Hi, I'd like to order some rice, please. Student B. Of course. What type of rice would you like? Student A. I'll have some brown rice, please. Student B. Any specific portion size or preferences? Student A. Can I get a large portion, please? Student B. Sure. Anything else? Student A. No, that's all. How long will it take? Student B. It should be ready in about 15 minutes. Is there a delivery address or will you dine in? Student A. I'll dine in. Thank you. Teacher. Excellent job, both of you. Ordering rice can be a practical and useful way to practice English. Now, let's move on to discussing different rice preferences. What is your favorite type of rice, and why? Student 7. My favorite is sushi rice because I enjoy its sticky texture and how well it pairs with sushi rolls. Teacher. That sounds delicious. Rice preferences can vary from person to person, and it's always interesting to hear different opinions. Now, let's work on some vocabulary related to rice. I'll say a word, and you can provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Student 8. Can I give it a try? Teacher. Sure. The word is pilaf. Student 8. Pilaf is a rice dish cooked with broth and often mixed with vegetables, herbs, and sometimes meat. Teacher. Excellent. Now, let's move on to a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss your favorite rice dishes. Take turns describing the dish, its ingredients, and why you enjoy it. Use as much vocabulary as possible. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was great, everyone. It seems like we have some mouth-watering rice dishes being shared. Rice truly offers a wide range of flavors and culinary possibilities. Now, let's wrap up the lesson. Can anyone share an interesting fact about rice? Student 9. Did you know that rice is the primary food source for more than half of the world's population? Teacher. That's an incredible fact. Rice plays a vital role in sustaining communities around the globe. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about rice. I hope you enjoyed it and learned some new vocabulary along the way. 
Keep exploring different rice varieties and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. In today's session, we're going to explore new words and expand our vocabulary. Vocabulary plays a crucial role in effective communication, so let's dive right in. To begin, I'll introduce a new word, and I'd like each of you to try to guess its meaning. The word is fubbing. Take a moment to think about what it might mean, and then share your ideas. Student 1. Is it when someone uses their phone while ignoring the people around them? Teacher. Excellent guess, student 1. Fubbing actually refers to the act of snubbing or ignoring someone in favor of using your phone or other mobile devices. It's a combination of the words phone and snubbing. It's quite a common phenomenon in today's digital age. Now, let's move on to some other new words. I'll say a word, and I want you to provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Are you ready? Student 2. Yes, we're ready. Teacher. Fantastic. Let's start with serendipity. Student 3. Serendipity means finding something valuable or delightful by chance or luck. Teacher. Wonderful. That's exactly right. Serendipity is often associated with happy accidents or unexpected discoveries. Can you use it in a sentence, student 4? Student 4. I wasn't looking for it, but I stumbled upon a quaint bookstore downtown. It was a serendipitous find. Teacher. Perfect. Now, let's move on to another word. Resilience. Student 5. Resilience means the ability to bounce back or recover quickly from difficulties or setbacks. Teacher. Absolutely. Resilience is an important trait that helps individuals overcome challenges and adapt to new situations. Can you use it in a sentence, student 6? Student 6. Despite facing numerous obstacles, she showed incredible resilience and never gave up on her dreams. Teacher. Well done. Now, let's continue with another word. Ephemeral. Student 7. Ephemeral refers to something that lasts for a short period or is fleeting in nature. Teacher. Excellent. Ephemeral is often used to describe things that are temporary or transitory. Can you use it in a sentence, student 8? Student 8. The beauty of cherry blossoms is ephemeral, as they only bloom for a brief period each spring. Teacher. Perfectly said. Let's move on to our next word. Cryptocurrency. Student 9. Cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual form of currency that uses cryptography for secure transactions and operates independently of a central bank. Teacher. Exactly. Cryptocurrency has gained significant attention in recent years, with Bitcoin being the most well-known example. Can you use it in a sentence, student 10? Student 10. Many people are investing in cryptocurrency, hoping to benefit from its potential future value. Teacher. Great job. Let's explore one more word. Sustainability. Student 11. Sustainability refers to the practice of using resources in a way that preserves the environment and meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Teacher. Absolutely. Sustainability is a crucial concept in today's world as we strive to protect our planet for future generations. Can you use it in a sentence, student 12? Student 12. 
Recycling and using renewable energy sources are important steps toward achieving sustainability and reducing our carbon footprint. Teacher. Well done, everyone. I'm impressed with your understanding and usage of these new words. Expanding our vocabulary opens up a world of opportunities for effective communication. Now, let's engage in a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss a recent news article or a topic of interest using as many new words as possible. Take turns sharing your thoughts and incorporating the vocabulary we discussed today. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was fantastic, everyone. I hope you had a fruitful discussion using the new words. Remember to incorporate them into your daily conversations to solidify your understanding and expand your language skills. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about new words. I hope you enjoyed it and gained confidence in using these vocabulary terms. Keep exploring new words and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. In today's session, we're going to explore a fascinating aspect of language. Idioms. Idioms are expressions that have a figurative meaning different from their literal interpretation. They add color, depth, and cultural nuances to our conversations. Let's dive right in. To start, I'll introduce an idiom, and I want you to try to guess its meaning. The idiom is the ball is in your court. Take a moment to think about what it might mean, and then share your ideas. Student 1. Does it mean it's someone else's turn to make a decision or take action? Teacher. Great guess, student 1. The ball is in your court actually means that it is someone's responsibility or turn to take action or make a decision in a particular situation. You're on the right track. Now, let's move on to some other idioms. I'll say an idiom, and I want you to provide its meaning or use it in a sentence. Are you ready? Student 2. Yes, we're ready. Teacher. Fantastic. Let's start with break a leg. Student 3. Break a leg means to wish someone good luck, especially before a performance or important event. Teacher. Exactly. It's a common expression used in the performing arts. Can you use it in a sentence, student 4? Student 4. Before my friend's theater performance, I told her, break a leg. Teacher. Excellent. Now, let's move on to another idiom. Raining cats and dogs. Student 5. Raining cats and dogs means that it's raining heavily. Teacher. Absolutely. It's an expression used to describe very heavy rainfall. Can you use it in a sentence, student 6? Student 6. I didn't bring my umbrella, and it started raining cats and dogs. I got completely soaked. Teacher. Well done. Let's continue with another idiom. Barking up the wrong tree. Student 7. Barking up the wrong tree means to pursue a mistaken or misguided course of action or to accuse the wrong person. Teacher. Exactly. It's an expression that suggests someone is looking for answers or blaming someone in the wrong place. Can you use it in a sentence, student 8? Student 8. The police were questioning my neighbor about the missing bike, but I think they're barking up the wrong tree. He's always been honest. Teacher. Perfectly said. Let's explore one more idiom. Hit the nail on the head. Student 9. 
Hit the nail on the head means to make an accurate or precise statement or to do something exactly right. Teacher. Absolutely. It's an expression used to indicate that someone has said or done something perfectly. Can you use it in a sentence, student 10? Student 10. My friend hit the nail on the head when she suggested the solution to our problem. It worked perfectly. Teacher. Great job, everyone. I'm impressed with your understanding and usage of these idioms. They add depth and creativity to our language. Now, let's engage in a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to discuss a personal experience or a hypothetical situation using as many idioms as possible. Take turns sharing your stories and incorporating the idioms we discussed today. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was fantastic, everyone. I hope you had a lively discussion using the idioms. Remember to explore more idioms and incorporate them into your daily conversations to enhance your language skills and understanding of the English language. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about idioms. I hope you enjoyed it and gained confidence in using these expressions. Keep exploring idioms and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. In today's session, we're going to dive into the world of grammar. Grammar is like the building blocks of a language, allowing us to form meaningful sentences and communicate effectively. Let's get started. To begin, let's review some basic grammar concepts. Can anyone tell me what a noun is? Student 1. A noun is a word that represents a person, place, thing, or idea. Teacher. Excellent. Now, can you give me an example of a noun? Student 2. Sure. Dog is a noun. It represents an animal. Teacher. Well done. Now, let's move on to verbs. Who can define what a verb is? Student 3. A verb is a word that describes an action, occurrence, or state of being. Teacher. Perfect. Can you provide an example of a verb? Student 4. Run is a verb. It describes an action. Teacher. Great job. Now, let's explore some more complex grammar topics. I'll introduce a grammar rule, and I want each of you to provide an example sentence that follows that rule. Are you ready? Students. Yes, we're ready. Teacher. Fantastic. Let's start with subject-verb agreement. Remember that the subject and the verb in a sentence must agree in number. For example, if the subject is singular, the verb should be singular as well. Can you give me an example sentence, student 5? Student 5. She sings beautifully. Teacher. Excellent. The subject she is singular, and the verb sings agrees with it. Now, let's move on to verb tenses. Who can provide an example sentence in the present simple tense? Student 6. I go to school every day. Teacher. Well done. The verb go is in the present simple tense. Now, let's explore the past simple tense. Can someone provide an example sentence? Student 7. They watched a movie last night. Teacher. Perfect. The verb watched is in the past simple tense. Let's move on to another grammar topic. Articles. Who can give me an example sentence using the definite article the? Student 8. The cat is sitting on the fence. 
Teacher. Great job. The definite article the is used before the noun cat. Now, can someone give me an example sentence using the indefinite article a or an? Student 9. I saw a bird in the garden. Teacher. Excellent. The indefinite article a is used before the noun bird. Now, let's explore one more grammar topic. Prepositions. Can someone provide an example sentence using a preposition? Student 10. The book is on the table. Teacher. Well done. The preposition on shows the relationship between the noun book and the noun table. Now, let's engage in a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to have a short conversation where you use as many of these grammar rules as possible. Take turns asking and answering questions, incorporating the grammar concepts we discussed today. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was fantastic, everyone. I hope you had a lively conversation using the grammar rules. Remember to practice using these rules in your daily conversations to enhance your language skills. Now, let's wrap up the lesson. Can anyone share one important grammar rule they learned today? Student 11. I learned about subject-verb agreement and how the subject and verb should agree in number. Teacher. Great observation. Subject-verb agreement is indeed crucial for constructing grammatically correct sentences. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about grammar. I hope you enjoyed it and gained confidence in using these grammar concepts. Keep exploring grammar rules and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's ESL conversation class. In today's session, we're going to explore the topic of looking at the sea. The sea is a beautiful and awe-inspiring natural wonder that evokes various emotions. Let's dive right in. To begin, I want you to take a moment and imagine you are standing at the edge of the sea. What do you see? How does it make you feel? Share your thoughts with the class. Student 1. I see the vast expanse of water stretching out to the horizon. It makes me feel calm and peaceful. Teacher. Wonderful. The sea often has a calming effect on people, with its rhythmic waves and vastness. Now, let's explore some vocabulary related to the sea. I'll introduce a word, and I want each of you to try to guess its meaning. The word is tide. Take a moment to think about what it might mean, and then share your ideas. Student 2. Is it the rising and falling of the sea levels caused by the gravitational forces of the moon and sun? Teacher. Excellent guess, Student 2. Tide refers to the cyclic rise and fall of sea levels, typically caused by the gravitational forces of the moon and sun. You're absolutely right. Now, let's continue by sharing our experiences and opinions about the sea. What activities or experiences do you enjoy when you look at the sea? Share your thoughts with the class. Student 3. I love taking long walks along the shore and collecting seashells. It's so peaceful and therapeutic. Teacher. That sounds lovely, student 3. Walking along the shore and collecting seashells can be a relaxing and enjoyable experience. Who else has a favorite activity or experience they would like to share? Student 4. I enjoy watching the waves crashing against the rocks. It's mesmerizing and powerful. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. The sight of waves crashing against the rocks can be both captivating and powerful, showcasing the force and beauty of nature. 
Now, let's expand our vocabulary related to the sea. I'll say a word, and I want you to provide its definition or use it in a sentence. Are you ready? Students. Yes, we're ready. Teacher. Fantastic. Let's start with coastline. Student 5. Coastline refers to the area where land meets the sea or ocean. Teacher. Excellent. The coastline is a fascinating and diverse landscape where land and sea merge. Can you use it in a sentence, student 6? Student 6. I enjoy walking along the coastline, feeling the sand beneath my feet and listening to the waves. Teacher. Perfect. Now, let's move on to another word. Seagull. Student 7. Seagull is a type of bird commonly found near coastal areas and known for its scavenging habits. Teacher. Exactly. Seagulls are often associated with the sea and can be seen flying over beaches and harbors. Can you use it in a sentence, student 8? Student 8. I spotted a seagull swooping down to snatch a fish from the water. Teacher. Well done. Let's explore one more word. Lighthouse. Student 9. A lighthouse is a tall structure with a bright light on top, used to guide ships and warn of hazards along the coast. Teacher. Absolutely. Lighthouses are iconic structures that have played a vital role in maritime navigation for centuries. Can you use it in a sentence, student 10? Student 10. The lighthouse guided the ship safely through the rocky coastline during the storm. Teacher. Great job, everyone. I'm impressed with your understanding and usage of these sea-related vocabulary words. Now, let's engage in a speaking activity. In pairs, I want you to have a conversation about your favorite memory or experience related to the sea. Take turns sharing your stories, incorporating the vocabulary we discussed today. You have five minutes. Students engage in the speaking activity. Teacher. That was fantastic, everyone. I hope you had a lively conversation about your favorite sea memories and experiences. Remember to incorporate the sea-related vocabulary into your daily conversations to enhance your language skills and expand your vocabulary. Thank you all for participating in today's conversation class about looking at the sea. I hope you enjoyed it and gained appreciation for the beauty and tranquility of the sea. Keep exploring the wonders of nature and continue practicing your English skills. See you next time.